0: I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater.
1: Tarzan and the Diamond of Bashehr. Tom Tome, seeking a legendary gem known as the Father of Diamonds, and said to be hidden in the Forbidden City of Asher, has joined the Gregory Safari. Helen Gregory is searching for her brother, Brian, whom she believes is in Asher. Encamped in the jungle, Helen mysteriously vanishes from the Safari, and Tarzan goes in search of her. Darno discovers, scratched on the wall of an ancient causeway, a clue to Helen's whereabouts, and the party proceeds along the age-old riverbed without their bearers who have refused to accompany them farther because of a taboo on the region, and deserted. Arriving near the end of the causeway, the little party hears Tarzan's kill call in the distance.
2: Tarzan! Oui, oui, au bon Dieu!
1: Tarzan! Not so fast, Lieutenant. That may not be Tarzan. It's been the kill call at the Great Apes, all right. But Tarzan, I don't know. Larson is right, Donald. The chances are very much against that being Tarzan. It is said that a tribe of great talking apes live in our share. What you just heard may have been one of them. No, it cannot be. I know Tarzan's voice. I have heard that call too many times. No, not all. It must be Tarzan. Come, let us hurry. At least let us not become separated until we have made certain.
2: We are almost at the end of the cause we know. That opening does not seem to be overgrown on the brush.
1: Yeah, and the light, the sweet saw this moonlight. It's a bright stay out there. we better stay into the shadow of this tunnel until we know who that was. Tarzan! Tarzan! No! Donald! You see why he don't? It is he. Uh. Where
3: is this, Tarzan? This way! Thank God he is
1: not dead. We've been pretty close to the end of the jungle here. That then, oh, open country out there. Oh, Darno. Where are you? Here, Tarzan. You see. see. Out there in the moonlight, in the open. Just beyond the edge of the jungle. I see him. He's coming. Yes, uh. and he is alone. Well, Darno. Margaret. Well, I'm glad to see yeah. you all. Oh, I'm so glad you are <laughs> back again. Right. Ah, we had given you up for dead, all but Lieutenant Darno. But you are alone, Tarzan. You found nothing... No, Darno Not a single trace of Helen I can't understand it Did you go in, in this tunnel? Yes, quite a little way All I found were indications of a small party having passed through not long ago And you found no clue to my name in there? Alors, you did not go far enough, mon ami For we found her name scratched on a stone wall That is why we came through the causeway and that is very likely why you found no trace of her in the jungle, Tarzan She was not in the jungle You are probably right Anything else besides her name? Any other clues? A third captive over her name and an arrow pointing this way. We followed. I'm pretty certain I know where Helen was taken. You are? Mon Dieu, where? Well, at least I have a pretty good idea. If she was in the causeway, she must have been with a party I found indications of. There was only one direction which they could have gone, from here. They went out there, into the open country. I am beginning to understand Brian Gregory's disappearance now. If he is alive... He may be, and Asher. My friends, we are approaching the end of our journey.
2: You mean that we are... I
1: mean if the legend of Asher and the father of diamonds is true, then that black mountain you see out there is our goal. But where, Bender, city of Asher... Does that map show it? According to the story, Tuembaka is an extinct volcano. The city lies inside the crater. Oh, but uh, how are we to get inside? I do not anticipate much trouble, Wolf, in gaining the city. Uh, I don't like to way you say that. What do you mean? You have an imagination of your own, my friend. Use it. But you people are alone. What happened to your bearers?
2: When we decided to follow the cause we, they left...
1: Mbuli flatly refused to go further. For him and the blacks, it was... You see, when we found Elaine's name scratched in the wall of that old canal bed, we naturally followed it, thinking that we might find other clues. And did you? We found hieroglyphs undoubtedly Egyptian, and death's head masks carved in the wall. Perhaps even a shrine, if it may be called that. And
2: when we saw the moonlight through the end of the causeway and were close to the opening, we heard your call. Oh, it was one of the most welcome sounds I have ever heard. you were attacked, Tarzan?
1: No, I killed for meat. The carcass of Horta, the boar, is over here at the edge of the jungle.
2: But where have you been all the time, Tarzan? We hoped every day for your return.
1: The night I left you when Helen disappeared, I circled the camp and made sure there was no one near. Then I went to sleep in a tree and waited for daylight. Ah, yeah, and then? In the morning I came in this direction, following the course shown in Helen's map. I reached this spot and covered the edge of the jungle for miles, up and down.
2: And you found no trace of healing?
1: None. Oh, if you had only gone a little farther into the causeway. It makes no difference now. However, after traveling along the edge of the jungle, I came back here. Found the causeway and indications that someone had passed that way. Then I went out there into the open country. How far did you go? Far enough to convince me that there is a good road leading straight to Tuimbaca. A road over that rocky expanse? Yes. You see that black cone-shaped mountain up there? Yes, sir. Well, that is undoubtedly Tuimbaca. I started toward it. Before I had gone a quarter of a mile, I realized I was on a well-traveled road. It is cut out of the rock? No, Tom, it is worn out. And it must have taken hundreds of years and the constant passage of thousands of people either bare or in sandals, because the roadbed is as smooth as glass.
2: The mountain is very far away. It will be many days before we reach it.
1: Not so far, Margaret. Ah, but tough traveling over that rock. Mm, It was stifling coming through the jungle. uh, That's going to be worse. Yes, Wolf, it's going to be hard traveling. Rock hard as iron, volcanic. You'll have to be careful of the animals.
2: Animals? What kind of animals?
1: I don't really know. You have not seen any of them? Yes, Tom, I... I saw something. Uh-huh. But it's nothing like anything I have ever seen before. Uh, however, we'll worry about the animals when we meet them. Well, uh, was there any indications of water out there? I saw none. We'll carry canteens and as few supplies as possible. Yeah, we've already stripped down to the bare necessities. Anything we can do without, we must leave behind. And now let's all get some rest. I will start very early in the morning. Bien, bien. I shall take Wolf and Lasson and we shall gather firewood. Come, with Me. You stay here with Margaret, home. I'll go out and bring in that boar I killed. I will help you with that. Not necessary. I can manage water. You start a fire.
2: Two in Baka, a mountain of sunrise. It looks awe-inspiring. Cold out there in the moonlight. I wonder, Artan, what we shall find beyond its rim.
1: I wonder. So, this will at least start our animal fire. And we must build it large enough to keep the beasts away. I'll have them ready for that fire in just a moment. Did you find animals in the causeway home? None. We found some indications of them where they had fallen into the canal bed, that is all. Have Vincent, wood right here at the edge of the tunnel, Lieutenant, dead tree. That is it, Plaston. Now, here we have fresh meat. Come and help yourself. Any wood. A hey, desolate, forbidding outlook, my friends That rock terrain over there Ah, uh, it is, start? But if it is a road, like Tarzan says Maybe it won't be so tough well, At least we can make better time There will be no jungle to cut through And no barriers to hold us back Well, if we are going on, we'll have to cross it No matter how bad it is Now, we'll divide the watch among us five men I'll take the last watch That gives you a longer watch than us Never mind that, Larson It'll be only a half hour or so longer By the way, Tom, if you have no objections, I'd like to look at the little map. No objections, of course. Here it is. While you are examining it, I think I shall walk out there in the open before turning in for the night. Uh, Wait a minute, Tom. Uh, I go with you. I'll stretch my legs a little. Stay within sight and call, Tom, and be careful. As I told you, there are strange animals roaming that rocky country. I'm not going far. Are you coming, Wolf? Yeah. Uh, You had better take a rifle with you. Uh, I have my revolver. That's enough. You have something to say to me, Wolf? Oh, nothing much. I just want to know how we stand, you and I. How we stand? Ah? Uh, Do we work together on that diamond proposition or am I working alone? Oh I see. My offer of a thousand pounds no longer interests you then. Well, those fellows back there may be only after what they say they are, but you know, looking for young Gregory, and now the girl. But again, they may be after that diamond, too. He don't know. I have Tarzan's word that he is not interested in the Father of Diamonds. Yeah, his word. <laughs> a man's word will always hold good when it comes to treasure. You are not a student of character, Wolf. Tarzan will keep his word once it is given. <laughs> in that respect, he is the absolute primitive man. Uh, he is a primitive savage in more ways than that. If he taught that the men needed killing, he would kill like that. <laughs> I have often wondered why he has not assisted you into the heavenly paradise. What do you mean by that, Nothing, more. Nothing. Well, how is it? Where the Magra stand with you? Magra? You will leave Magra out of this entirely? No, she ain't out of this. And I am going to have her as we get that time. Oh, so you love Magra, is that it? You wish to marry her? Well, I didn't say anything about marriage, and uh, yet... Wolf, you are, after all, something as a swine. Tarzan should have killed you long ago. He would have saved me the duty. Oh, Mr. Thor. That's the way you feel about it, Well, that diamond ain't big enough for both of us. And I am going to have mug. I say no. <laughs> and when it comes to killing, I'm pretty good at that myself, only one of us goes on from here, and that is WOLF!
0: Behold
2: my process! Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! It's the Loop crate subscription
0: box, yeah! With an exclusive loop on surprises and to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! ha ha ha! From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes,
2: dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo!
0: Yeehoo! To Loot Crate box, what's with kids today, huh? Browsers! With crits starting as low as 1199 per month, those are facts just about for all co To get your geek on, head over to PhoenixMedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X-Media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate! Dig it! Tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media.
1: Tarzan and the Diamond of Asher. vanishes from Tarzan's party as if swallowed by the earth. After searching vainly for days, Tarzan joins the remainder of the group at the mouth of an ancient causeway wherein positive trace of Helen has been found. Before Tarzan and his friends lies a vast stretch of volcanic rock rising in the distance to form the gleaming cone of Tuimbaka, the Mountain of Sunrise. Because they regard this strange land as taboo, the natives leave and the little party goes on without them. Tom and Wolf wander away from their camp to look over the forbidding prospect they must face on the morrow. An argument ensues. Bitter words follow. Until enraged, Wolf whips out his gun. <laughs> Tom has seen the German reaching for his pistol. Like a flash, he stoops to grasp Wolf's leg. The shot goes wide. A vicious twist, and the German falls to the ground, his gun flying through the moon at night. Before Wolf can move, Tom is on him, knife in hand.
2: Hey, you are spot, But it will not be uh, uh, you. <coughs> <coughs> Oh,
1: God. What is all about you two? Tom, drop that knife! In a glittering arc, the knife flies from Tom's hand. The ape man jerks them both to their feet, holds them apart as if they were children. As the little group moves silently back toward the fire, Tarzan picks up the knife and revolver and overtakes the others as they step into the circle of firelight. What's the matter with you, Tom? Wolf? Well, I, I've got nothing to say. Hey, thank you better talk, Dutchman. If you want to keep happy... I shall explain, Tarzan. Go ahead. Wolf intended claiming Magra if we got out of this business alive. I told him that was impossible. Is that all? Not quite. He drew his gun. Naturally, I defended myself. That is all. Magra seems to be old enough to know her own mind. As long as I am with this party, no one will claim her without her consent. I agree to that. But you do not know the history of the case. Magra is my ward, legally. You did, Monsieur Thome? Yes. Magra's father was my best friend. We worked together in the same business for years. Before he died, I gave him my oath that I would watch over Magra as long as I lived. I have kept my word and shall continue to do so. You mean, then, Monsieur Thome, that you do not believe Wolf to be the man for Magra? That is Magra's affair, Donald. However, I mean more than just that. Magra never knew her mother. She died when the child was not a year old. Since then, I have been both father and mother to Magra. And
2: you have been wonderfully kind to me, Atanto. The
1: child grew into the beautiful woman who sits beside you, Tarzan. I... I love her. It is my intention to make her my wife if we both get safely back to civilization. And if she will have me. I am glad, Tom. There is something about you I can admire. There'll be no further argument as to who Margaret does or does not want until we finish the work we're facing. You understand, Wolf? Yeah, I understand. As far as I am concerned, the question is settled. You are a fool, Wolf, to quarrel with me. We will need our combined brains and strength to get the Father of Diamonds. Uh, I I said I understood. Uh, We forget Then we start early in the morning and go forward quickly, no? How fast we can proceed remains to be seen. We don't know how far to embark is, but we do know it's going to be no easy trip. Uh, see what you mean. we got to go easy on the grub. Huh? Yeah, sure. But what ain't still more important, we have to go pretty slow on the water. All we got been our canteens. Oh, ma petite Elaine, she is out there somewhere, and I cannot help her. We find her, Lieutenant. And then we catch the fellas who took her... see la somme, brave. I wonder what kind of people they've been. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Tome could tell us something about that. If he wanted to... Oh, Mr. Tome, if you know anything, tell me. I am afraid I cannot help you much, Lieutenant. Brian Gregory knew. If he is still alive, he knows what manner of people they are. Brian Gregory knew these people? Are you sure of Tom? Tome? Gregory had the story of our share and the father of diamonds from a famous old witch doctor. I read the tale in young Gregory's diary, or... Uh, as much of it as he had set down. There probably were details which he had not put in writing. And how did you come to read the diary? Did Gregory show it to you? I was as determined then as I am now to get the great gem if it existed. I found the diary one day when he was absent and read it. May I Lord, this story, Tom, and the people continue with eh? There was nothing definite simple mention of a great temple in which the diamond is kept under the guard of some talking apes. But the inhabitants... As to that, I can only tell you that they call themselves the Hessiherians. The legend has it that they are descended from a very ancient race. More I do not know. There is only one thing, however, which I am now positive, and Tarzan has guessed it.
2: What is that, Atan?
1: That both Brian Gregory and his sister are prisoners of the people of Arshir. The similar manner in which they vanished is rather significant.
2: Yes. Both of them disappeared without leaving a trace of any kind above ground. Of course, you did not know the causeway at the time.
1: I think you're right, Tom. You'll find Helen and her brother if he is alive in Asher.
2: Alorque. If we start early, we had best get some sleep now, n'est-ce
1: pas? Yes. And suppose you take the first watch tonight. Surement. Uh, Margaret, will you hand me my rifle, please, there beside you?
2: Do you mind, Lieutenant Darno, if I go with you for a little while? I am not the least bit sleepy. Yes, yeah, Elizabeth, ah,
1: come with me there. I shall take the second watch, Darno. Ah, Call me. Bien, yeah, Monsieur and Good night, Tarzan. Good night, Larson. Good night. Uh, well, a good night's rest before we strike out in the dark hell We. We'll be sleeping on rocks after this. Good night, Larson. Good night. Wolf. What do you think about those two, Tarson? Tome and Wolf? Yeah. Nothing, Larson. They're just characteristically civilized human beings. Yeah. Tom may be being all right, but... If he could get the thought of the diamond out of his head... He'd be pretty frank with us tonight. But Wolf... I wouldn't worry about Wolf. Tom can handle him.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. If it ain't been for you, Tom would have handled him good tonight.
1: That's the second time you saved that crazy Dutchman's life. Meanwhile, Darno, accompanied by Magra, has taken up his duty as camp guard. On a little knoll just beyond the edge of the jungle, with the camp under his alert eyes, the Frenchman sits, talking in low tones with Magra. Hello, Magra?
2: You are very worried, are you not, Lieutenant Darno? I feel so sorry for you. And yet there is nothing anyone can do. And
1: that is what makes me almost crazy, this feeling of utter helplessness.
2: Yes, I understand. Do you know that I realized that you and Helen were in love before either of you knew it? Oui? Yes. And then Helen confessed it to me. A long time ago, before that terrible storm. But I would have known anyway. I had only to watch your eyes when you looked at her.
1: That being the great Margaret, may I ask you a very frank question? Of course. I, too, have eyes, you know. And, well, it is neither tone nor word, is it?
2: No, Lieutenant Dano. You are right. It is not. But he... He does not seem to care.
1: You mean Tarzan?
2: Yes.
1: look, I am not so sure about that. He is a very peculiar man, Margaret, yet the finest in the world. I
2: believe you. He saved me from the lion. He has saved the lives of every one of us. And he is so very kind. But I do not believe that he cares for me.
1: I know positively that he likes you very much. As to love, hmm, that I cannot say.
2: There have been other women in his life.
1: Uh, Why do you ask that?
2: You do not answer me. Then... There have been.
1: Ecoute, Magra. Tarzan has lived his entire life in the jungle. He had never seen a white man or woman until... until a comparatively short time ago. Then he met a very lovely American girl who, with her father and several friends, became lost in that section of the jungle where Tarzan roamed like any other wild beast. I was a member of that party.
2: I understand. He fell in love with his American girl. She was the only woman of his own race he had ever seen. Yes. It was natural that he should. Tell me, Lieutenant Nerno, was this lady very beautiful?
1: She was, Margaret.
2: And she loved him? Yes. Then why did she not marry him? Oh,
1: there were good reasons why she did not, Margaret. Reasons which possibly you and I could not understand. Yet. <coughs> Monsieur Margaret, what is it?
2: Look! Look behind us! There! There in the it! Oh, it is dead. Sacred
1: blue, a death head, oh. and
2: it glows like fire. Hold on, Yes, I know. It is like the carved masks we saw in the causeway. It is coming up, to me!
1: Slowly swinging toward them through the branches of the trees and out of the black maw of the jungle appears a grinning mask of death. The specter with its hollow eye sockets, its large calcined cheekbones with a sunken hollows beneath, and the large jawbones with fleshless lip drawn back in a mirthless ghastly grimace seems to throw off a phosphorescent gleam like liquid blue fire. Suspended ten or fifteen feet above the ground, the gruesome apparition, silent as sheeted death, sways closer. Closer. With an effort, Tarno throws his rifle to his shoulder. As he does so, Tarzan leaps to his side. Wait, Tarno. Don't shoot. But, but it is coming for Magra. As Donald's trembling voice dies away, the ghastly thing opens its fleshless lips and
2: speaks.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media.
1: and the diamond of our hair. Tarzan-Gregory expedition forges ahead through the jungles of the Belgian Congo, Helen Gregory mysteriously disappears from her tent in the midst of the encampment, and Tarzan goes in search of her. After an absence of eight days, he rejoins the expedition without having found trace of the missing girl. In an argument over Magra, Tome is about to kill Wolf when Tarzan separates the combatants, and as the little camp settles down on the edge of the jungle, before venturing out over the vast expanse of sun-baked rock culminating in the volcanic cone of Tuanbaka. Darno takes up his post as sentry. Margaret accompanies the Frenchman and admits to him her love for Tarzan. In the midst of her remarks, she suddenly screams. Swinging slowly toward them through the branches of the trees is a terrifying, phosphorescent death's head. As Tarzan arrives and answers Darno's call, the gruesome apparition speaks. Tarzan, I am going to shoot. No, Darno. Take Margo back to the campfire. And don't leave the others. Don't let anyone leave until I get
2: back. Look, Darno. It is fading. Oh, thank heaven.
1: It is gone. Come, Go, Magra. Back to the fire. We must not let the others leave. Hurry. Oh, what was that, Darno? That voice? Uh, we are coming to home. Stay where you are. Do not let last noble leave. You must remain close to us, now, Magra. We want no more disappearances. What's been all this? I went with The most astonishing and fearsome thing I have ever witnessed, mesami. What was it? Why, Margaret, child, you are trembling like a leaf. What is the matter? Oh, it was horrible. Oui, oui, it was just that. You recall those masks we saw carved on the stone in the causeway? Yes, what of them? We saw one coming straight toward us from out of the trees. Ah. From out of the trees? You you saw one of those, uh, those skulls? Yes, yes, Wolf. Oh, it was ghastly. Exactly like those in the cause way, but much larger. It seemed to, to swim toward us in the darkness. Oh, so slowly. And it was etched in livid fire. Suckery, I am not... I am not a superstitious man, but it almost petrified me. Well, that was the idea, of course. To frighten you into a state of helplessness. And then, perhaps, one or both of you would have vanished. Hey, tell you, we up against something pretty strange. I don't like it. Not by our yacht folk. It is Africa, Larson. Ah, yeah, sure. Africa. Et we the, the thing stopped moving toward us when Tarzan came up, and then it spoke. Who touched what we heard? What did it say? I only wish I could tell you. The voice itself was so weird, so unearthly that I missed the first words. Words you say? Did you recognize none of No, Monsieur Tom. But I am positive that they were words and that they formed a complete sentence. Vous savez? Uh, the voice used mostly long vowels, like. Uh, like... like Egyptian, possibly? Old Egyptian? C'est ça. Just a moment, oh. but you must have heard it here. Did you not understand it? I. Uh, no, Darno. I was too far away to hear. I merely hazarded the guess, Egyptian, because of those hieroglyphs back in the causeway. Ah, uh, oui, je comprends.
2: Uh, what, what happened to the nurse? It simply evaporated. Vanished as though it had not been.
1: Where's Tosa? He went to look for it. He went up opened the trees again? Oui, Lasson. And if it is to be found, he will find it. Uh, made it throw some more wood on the fire wolf. It is silly, I know, but... Sh- tremble encore. I, I am still trembling. Ah, yeah, and I don't blame you. Those carved faces and the coarse fables—bad enough, but the see on coming toward you, out there in the open! God, oh I no, no! Paris, Tarzan! Now we shall see what we shall see. Here he comes!
2: See him swing down from that tree, It is as if he were flying.
1: Everyone here, all here and safe, Tarzan. What did you discover? Nothing. I covered every bit of ground for at least half a mile around the camp. Whatever it was is gone. And so, Munami, you have discovered something in the jungle which you do not understand or know, eh? I am positive that this strange apparition is not the jungle, Darno. You mean it is part of that country out there? Yes. It is not in the jungle now. Whatever it was and however it was done, I am certain it was simply to frighten you, Darno and Margaret. Exactly my thought, Tarzan. very it gone. He can't bring it back by losing sleep over it. Right, Larson. We'll have plenty to do in the morning before we start out across that stretch of rock. I'll get some rest, all of you. You'll need it. I shall continue my guard duty, Tarzan, no? I'll watch the rest of the night. You turn, Darno. The little group composed themselves to sleep about the campfire. Far down in the black velvet sky hangs the ghost of a waning moon. Crickets thicken the air with their shrilling. And quiet waiting, like sheeted death, steals over the forest. Above the sleeping camp, on a giant limb... Tarzan, lord of the jungle, keeps his lonely vigil through the long hours. Ears that can hear hist of the snake pass through the grass. Eyes that, like a cat, see in the dark. His every jungle-trained sense is alert to catch some unusual sound. At the first long slit of daylight, Tarzan awakens his friends, and as if sleep were an unnecessary waste of time for him goes directly about the business at hand. Uh, strip down those supplies. The lighter we travel, the better. Yeah, well, a couple of cooking pots anyway. Now, Walt, just the bare necessity. You think it's hot here. After we've covered the first mile of that smooth red rock under a blazing sun, you will wish you were back in the cool jungle. And uh, besides, Walt, what are we going to use out there for a fire, eh? <laughs> You've been wrong again, Dutchman. But that's <laughs> nothing unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Mon Dieu, you have forgotten one thing. It means nothing to you, but to the rest of us, it is important. Our tobacco cigar. All right, Arnold. Take it. I suppose it is a necessity. Uh, fix the packs in military style, Arno. I'm going to take a last look around before we start. I'll join you at the edge of the jungle. Er, uh, and help me with the packs,
2: Larson. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sure. <laughs> you might as well throw that cooking pot away but staring it, it will make it nonetheless taboo.
1: Yeah, I guess it's useless out there, All right. Well, it is <laughs> for the next traveler to Asher. As soon as you are finished with the packs, Colonel, we will go on, eh? Tarzan will probably be waiting for us. We've been through now, Tom. Here, Lieutenant, carry that. It's been the it pack. it is finished. Let us go. What a desolate
2: waste. Nothing but rock and sun. Come over here and I'll show
1: you the road. Hey, Jiminy, it's been a road, all right,
2: and smooth
1: as glass, just like Tarzan said. And wherever it leads, that's where we're going. Now, come on and keep your eyes open. My I have never seen a country so barren as this. Even in the Sahara, there are occasional oases. It does not seem possible that any kind of light can exist here. Look oh, what gets me is the absolute straight line this road follows. It looks like a surveying job. I hope you don't have to go too far. Shoe sure, Ladder ain't going to last long on this rock. And my share, Elaine, probably pushed and hurried over this road. Never in my life have I so wished for an arrow plan. Well, we are making good time, Darno, and in the right direction. You must
2: try to be patient, Lieutenant Darno, and save your energy until you can use it against those who have carried Elaine away.
1: You and I have been in worse spots than this, Darno, and come out. Now, let me set the pace. You are right, and I'm sorry, Tarzan. It is only that I am so anxious to find and help Elaine. Hour after hour, the little party plods onward over the hard, smooth roadway which reflects the brassy glare and stifling heat of the sun like a blast from the suddenly opened door of a giant furnace. Before that, the road slopes gradually upward with each succeeding mile until late in the afternoon, Tarzan, who was well in the lead, pauses and lifts his hand. There's nothing different for a change. Hurry up. We shall be there in a moment. Just a few more steps, Margaret. Can you make it?
2: I shall be there. Will you to you?
1: Roll fancy around this big boulder. Now, look. Fairly. valley. Did you ever see such cliffs? Straight up. Hundreds of feet on both sides. And look at those boulders. Hmm. They are mountains in themselves.
2: And shade. Just a few yards away.
1: You'll feel better when you've been out of the sun for a while, Margaret. You look worn out. Come over here.
2: Oh, what a relief. It is almost like a cool bath. Oh, that is good, husband.
1: Yeah, sure, it's been fine. But i been worried. Well, what now, sweet? All day long, I feel like someone's been watching me. And right now, I feel it worse than ever. Mm, you got it, the fell. Well, I am the same way. Don't let your imaginations run away with you, you two. We're probably the only human beings in this valley. Oh, look up there on the side of the cliff. There is some sort of inscription carved on the rock. Nom, dam, nom, so it is. And a narrow path leading to it. Uh, let us go up, Tarzan. No, no, no. Uh, not all of us. Tom, do you think you can read it? I doubt it, but I should like to look at it closer. We'll go up. The rest of you wait here. You better leave your gun, Tom. That's a stiff climb. Tarzan and Tom begin the ascent up the almost perpendicular trail. The remainder of the party stand in the shade, watching. Higher and higher the two men climb. The ape man, without effort, Tom with great difficulty. At last. With Tarzan assisting his companion over the frequent, almost inaccessible spots, they suddenly find themselves on a large, smooth ledge. There's your rock-riding tome. And over here is something we couldn't see from the valley. Uh, uh, well, the mouth of a cave. Uh, shall we go in? You study that inscription. I'll investigate the cave. Oh, there's been someone here. Huh? Recently. Look at these scraps of meat. They aren't spoiled yet. And this, a piece of fraud. Here is another. Do you recognize it? It's torn from Helen's wrap-legging. Come on, we'll search this cave. Uh, do you think it is safe to go in? It may be a trap. You stay here, then. I'll go in. Tarzan! Oh, Tarzan! What is it? That horrible monster just inside the cave. I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. I know what it is, Tarzan. But it can't be. The But they've been extinct for ages. It's one of the flesh-eating dinosaurs. This one's not extinct. Quick! Get your life! Look out, Tarzan He's coming! He's coming for you!
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media.
1: and the diamond of our share. his party through the jungle to a point where all vegetation ceases. Before them lies a dreary vista of black and red lava rock, gradually rising to form the volcanic rim of Tuimbaka, the mountain of sunrise. Tarzan discovers a road over the desolate terrain, worn smooth by the sandaled tread of millions of feet, and he and his friends set out over this centuries-old highway across the barren waste. The road plunges into a deep, rocky gorge, and Tarzan and Tome ascend a narrow path to a smooth ledge above the road where they discover a cave and close to its mouth a bit of Helen Gregory's clothing. As they are about to enter the cavern to look for further evidence of the missing girl, a great scaly four-legged creature of prehistoric origin rushes out to meet them. Snorting and roaring its challenge, it advances straight toward Tarzan! By the word of food, Tarzan, it is a full-grown dinosaur. Run for your life! As you like to run, home? Get back out of the way! Please! Below in the valley, Margaret, Darnold, Wolf, and Larson watch the scene on the ledge above them with horrified eyes. At Tarzan's warning cry, as it rings out across the canyon, he bounds to make the attack of the monster. With a the swaying head to land a strike the long, upraised net? His gleaming knife rises and falls a dozen times, but no steel can pierce that armor plate back. Hellowing weirdly, the horrible brute tries to shake off the ape man. The huge, scale encrusted tail whips round. Tarzan has struck a glancing blow and knocked to one side. He swings three hand, grasps the ridge of bone along the creature's spine. He swings down under the mighty throat. One searching glance, and Tarzan's keen eye detects the madly pulsing juggler under the soft, unprotected skin. This time, the deadly blade finds its mark. The ape-man hits clear as the maddened brute, but the choking roar lashes up furiously in his death throes. From the giant throat streams unceasing, a crimson flood. The squat ugly legs stagger and crumble beneath the terrific weight of the great body. A last gasping cry, and the huge beast lies dead. Oh,
2: my
1: Buddha... We can search the cave. Be careful. There may be another of those things inside. Why, the gods, Tarzan, when that beast's tail struck you, I thought you were gone. If it hadn't been for that ridge on its back, well, as it was, I was almost knocked off. Ah, there's nothing to indicate that a human being had ever been in this den. Right. Come on. We'll get back to the road again. Down the precipitous cliff path, Tarzan helps Tom to find the safest hand footholds. In a few moments, the pair reached the roadway.
2: Tarzan! You are unhurt. Not a
1: scratch, Margaret. My an animal! What was that terrible creature? As I told you before, like nothing I ever saw in the jungle. You gave it a name, Tom, didn't you? I did, and this will interest you, Darno. That beast was one of the earliest of the dinosaur family of the carnivorous type. Tom, you cannot mean what the meat eating dinosaur belongs to a period before the Pleistocene age. Yes, yes, a reptile that lived and thrived twenty five thousand, perhaps five hundred thousand years ago. And here today, it is incredible, Darno. But why did that thing attack you, Martin? Huh? The cave was evidently its home or den. It objected to our entering it. Oh, but uh, what in the devil did you want to go in for? Helen has been on that ledge. Oh, le bon Dieu, avec cette Oh, ma pauvre. Don't worry, Darno. My... I am positive that Helen was never in that cave.
2: How can you be so sure?
1: Her captors made a hurried camp up there. By all indications, I found this piece of her wrapped legging. I believe she cut it off purposely, hoping we might find it. Yeah, uh, you uh, spoke of her captors. Yes, Tom. Do you recall those scraps of meat we found up there on the ledge? Yes. It was cooked meat. Did you notice that? No, I saw only the scraps. That means that Elaine is in the hands of human beings. Yes, Arno. But who or what they are, we don't know. Then, in the name of heaven, let us go on. Yeah, sure. And don't nobody take a step without his rifle in his hand. The next thing I say, i shoot first and ask questions afterwards. Mm. If we uh, we go on now, Patarzan? Yes. Uh, Wolf, you and Larson, go ahead. Tom and Margaret next, and Darno and I will bring up the rear. fool. Yeah, Come on, Larson. Yeah, sure. Not so fast, Arno. I want to talk to you. What is it? Those pieces of meat I spoke on the ledge. Meat? Mm-hmm. In And this sun, the terrific heat, they should have been spoiled. If were are not, which means that the people we have to deal with are not far in advance of us. Nom, 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 nom. Not so loud. There's no need to worry the others any more than necessary. You know, we've all felt that we were being watched. Oui, mon vieux, I know that. Well, someone or something is watching closely. Whatever it is, is closer than we imagine. I sense it. you have an idea who or what? Not yet. i ranged ahead, behind to both sides, and found nothing. We must keep on going and wait. Whatever it is, is following us. It'll show itself sooner or later. And then... But now let us join Margaret home.
2: What is it now, Larson? Come here, Pastor, please. I don't know what it means. Come on, all of you. Let's stay close together.
1: Where, Arthur? Up there in the rocks. Sacre bleu, what a creature! Oh, it's got wings like an airplane. And a bill like. like a sword. Oh, it's got four legs. Boyer, boyer, it leaves the ground. Wait, wait. It does take off just like an aeroplane. I'm going. No, no, Don't shoot. It's done nothing to us. Ah, but uh, how do I know when it will do something to us? Use your head, man. We're in a strange country which none of us know anything about. The less trouble we stir up, the better. Well, all right. Why are you puzzled, Arno? You have something on your mind? And I will wager it is the same thing you are thinking of. That huge bird was a... Pterodactyl? Exactly that.
2: what, Lieutenant Arno?
1: Pterodactyl. Like that scaly reptile Tarzan killed back there on the ledge. This bird lived on the earth many thousands of years ago. It also has been considered to be extinct, absolument. And here we find... Did you notice that lizard-like tail, Mr. Tom? Yes, and the characteristic long legs with short ones in front. Well, uh, didn't that thing have bat wings on the claws of its whole legs? Yeah, sure, Wolf. And a neck is it ten times as long as mine. That's going a long way. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, not necessary for me to repeat my warning, not to separate under any circumstances. Ah, ja, Tassan. nun... It's coming on night pretty soon. Haven't uh, we better get as far ahead as we can and, uh, and find a good place to spend the night? Huh? Right. Let's get on. I thought the jungle had its share of big animals, but even Tantor seems small besides those two we saw today. You see, mon how many more prehistoric beasts shall we encounter tomorrow? Uh, there is an ancient Chinese proverb, Donald, which answers that question. Let today be free from tomorrow's cares. <laughs> ah, look there. What is that ahead of us at the side of the road? A milestone? Uh, it's another one of those devil shrines. Ah, I can see the death head masks from here. Uh, let's, let's go around and, and leave it alone.
2: Huh? <laughs> wolf, Wolf, within you like yours, one should not fear such things as carved stone masks.
1: It appears to be exactly like the one in the causeway. And identical with the one Tarzan and I found on the ledge this morning. Perhaps it is a road direction of ancient days, hmm? Or a warning. A warning, Tarzan? What makes you think that? Simply the fact that I doubt very much that any stranger was ever welcome in this country. By the way, Tom, you can't read these inscriptions? Oh, I, I know. Oh. No, of course not. Why do you ask? Because they seem to interest you so very much. <laughs> As does anything related to the study of archaeology, my friend. Well, here's our campsite. No very soft beds for you people, but it's off the road and protected by those cliffs. Adano, Wolf, Lawson. Uh, we'll take a look around. Now, uh, spread out. We'll be back in a few minutes, Stone. Very well. Mm. Magra, have you by any chance mentioned my knowledge of hieroglyphics to anyone in the party? Why, well, no... For reasons of my own, I do not wish them to know. Therefore, say nothing. It may mean the saving of our lives.
2: As you wish, Atan. But what did the inscription say? Could you read them?
1: Easily. Tarzan guessed correctly, my child. They are a warning. Age old, but still sinister. Advance, and thou bringest upon thine house the curse of the eater of souls of our share. Oh, they are returning. Where, Tarzan, did you find anything? Nothing. You can all rest easy tonight. I'll take the first watch. You next, Darno, then Larson, and then Tome. Hope you take the last watch. Even Tarzan, tireless as he is, welcomes the cool darkness of night. The others, completely worn out by their long march over the iron-hard road, beneath the intense rays of a blazing sun, drop at once into the sleep of utter exhaustion. At the end of his watch, Tom awakens Wolf and reports no sign of any living thing. German, only half awake, drops wearily to a seat upon a boulder close by. He leans back against the cliff wall, his rifle across his knees. Drowsily he ruminates upon the death heads carved in the stone wall of the causeway in the shrine. In imagination, he beholds those great, hollow eye sockets fastened upon him in a baleful glare. He tries to struggle to his feet. Desperately, he fights in the clutch of an awful nightmare... He tears open his eyes. An icy chill runs over him as he realizes he's not dreaming. In his ears is a strange, weird wailing. He lifts his head and stares directly into two great, dreaming orbs.
0: I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater.
1: Tarzan and the Diamond of our share. Tarzan and his little party enter the volcanic region of Tuanbaka on their way to the forbidden city of Asher. A livid, gleaming death's head appears mysteriously to Magra and Darno and evaporates into thin air after speaking to them in a strange tongue. On the trail, Tarzan comes upon evidence of Helen Gregory, whom he believes has been captured by the Hesiharian. Then the ape man is attacked by a dinosaur, which he kills. During the early morning hours, wolves watch over their camp. He falls asleep dreaming of the carved death's head masks. In the midst of his nightmare, he is awakened and stares up directly into two great gleaming eyes. El Tarzan! El. Kara, silence. Arise and answer. Whence come ye and what seek ye here? I'll answer that, Wolf. But I'll answer only to one who has the authority to question. That authority is vested in me. I am Hakiru, chief of the warriors of Hezihariah. Who art thou? I am Tarzan of the Apes. Whence come ye, and what seek ye in the country of the hezy hair? Tarzan of the Apes? I am from the jungle. I come to find a man and woman whom we believe are in our share. Hey, Tarzan, what's the matter? Shut up, Nelson. You're in trouble. Tarzan, who are you? Quiet, Magra. Let Tarzan handle this. Oh, no. You see, Tarzan? Mon Dieu, what are these, these phantoms surrounding us? These people with thee, Tarzan of the Apes. Who are they? My friends. They must not be harmed. No harm shall come to them or to thee. But ye must come with me. Ye are awaited in Asher.
2: Asher? Then these
1: the are... The And in Asher we are expected. I wonder who's been waiting for us. I don't like this. If only I could see their faces. You will have that opportunity very soon, my friend. It is getting gray over there in the east. Follow thy guide, Tarzan of the Apes. Ye are under the hand of Souten. Artef of Hethiheria, take thy weapons and follow. Come, Agra, Tome, the rest of you. These people apparently don't intend us any harm, but stay close together. Tarzan, you are taking this thing coolly enough. I have seen you act very differently under similar circumstances. No harm has been offered us, Arno. Not one of our party has been so much as touched. And we are going to our share.
2: Tarzan is right, Lieutenant Arno. This is the quickest and simplest way to reach our destination. As
1: we can hardly be called prisoners, Margaret. Let us say that we are under escort. We have not been deprived of our weapons, my child. Well, even so, I... I don't like the smell of things. Have you noticed how absolute silently these fellows move? Not a sound. Not a whisper. Just like shadows. Cremewe. Now that you speak of it, Wolf, they move us silently as...
2: As Tarzan, Lieutenant Arnulf?
1: Thank the Lord it painted paint that thing light. Pretty soon we see what...
2: Hey, look, Wolf!
1: Hey, look, look at what? Oh, him, yeah! Oh, they are not human, Tarzan. Those things that have captured us are skeletons. Look! Steady, Wolf. What Tarzan? I'm afraid! There's nothing to be afraid of, Margaret. Don't let your nerves get jumpy. Why, Wotan, these fellas got faces just like the man scarf on the rocks in the tunnel. My Yemeni, I wish I was back in Bonga. Yeah, Larson, so do I. Did you notice, Dano, the leader of our escort speaks very good English? Mewitong. You see, he uses the old familiar form of address. I wonder what language they speak. The leader has not given a single word of command or addressed any one of his followers. We shall no doubt learn that soon enough. And I hope, Wolf, that you are no longer worried about our getting into a share. Fine, but what I'm worried about now is how are we going to get out? Hmm. The time to worry about that is when we try it. We ain't in yet. From a dull gray, the heavens in the east begin to show crimson and yellow peppants, streaking the blue-black sky with the forerunners of sunrise. Darno stares at the forms and features of their escort, beginning now to become visible. Thirty men, all with the faces of death. Their grinning, awesome features are surmounted by a mop of long, coarse, black hair falling to their shoulders. Long, voluminous white robes completely cover their silently moving figures. With an odd feeling of relief, the Frenchman realizes that what he had at first assumed to be the true features of this ghost-like company are merely cleverly constructed masks, effectually concealing the faces of the wearers. Tarzan. Yes? Did you see? Those faces are masks. I know it. Tom has already made the discovery. Akero Yes, Tarzan of the Apes? Has a woman been brought to our share lately, known as Helen Gregory? Strangers from the outer world be unwelcome in the city of our Then, then, Elaine and her brother are not... Oh, Tarzan, where can she be? We must... Tarzan I did not ask if strangers were welcome in our share, Hakeru. He asked if Helen Gregory is there. I know not of such a woman. How art thou named? I am called Atantom. Thou art then a chief in thy country? A chief? In the language of the heavy hair, Atan has the meaning of chief. I am the Atan Hakiru. Then your language is that of Egypt? I know nothing of Egypt. I speak the language of the heavy hair. But Elaine Gregory, she must be in our shale. I have told ye I know naught of it. And her brother, Brian Gregory. Ask thy questions of Souten, a of the heavy hair.
2: But where can she be then? And where, no,
1: Magra? The man cannot or will not answer. How do we enter your city, Hakeru? Over the rim of the Tvenbaka. And you say we are expected in Asher? Ye are awaited. By whom? Suten, Atef of the Heavy Hair, and his queen, Tira, daughter of the sun.
2: But how did they know we were coming?
1: Suten sees and knows all. Hmm. One more question, Atan Hakeru. Where did you learn English? From my father, the Atan Smithu who was chief of our warriors before me. Peace now. I may answer no more of thy question. Atan Hakeru. Atan Tom. Strange, Tom, that you should be called Atan. But I called your attention to that Tarzan after your first meeting with Monsieur Tom in the hotel at Lowango. Yes, and it means chief in the Hesaharian tongue. And so you told me, Darno, in Egyptian. And so it does, I believe. The name, or title, if you will, was handed down from my ancestors. My forefathers were all named Atan. They were chiefs of my native land. Then you are an Arab, Monsieur Tom. I am an Egyptian, Lieutenant Arno. Oh, I see. At the pace that fellow Hakeru is setting, we will arrive at the foot of that black mountain before nightfall. I'm still wondering how we are going to get over the Rim. From here it looks almost straight up. I hope we don't have to climb. <laughs> <laughs> you expressed the wish to know what sort of people we would find here, Lasson? Alors. You have found out? Yeah, sure. I've been satisfied. It's the Dutchman who've been wandering out. Oh, is there anything you can find out about that uh, diamond from Akero? It were wiser, my friend, to leave the question of the father of diamonds until we are in our share. I have been thinking of something else. But Listen. Hakeru. Atantom. In the outer country, there is a tale of great talking apes who live in our share. Is the story true? The great hairy men of A'au who speak are the guardians of Ma'atshu. Ma'atshu? Who is that? In thy language, it is the eye of the sun, the father of diamonds. Ah, you hear, Tom. These great men of A'au, as you call them, what language do they speak? None but the priests of Ma'atshu and the Atef, Suten, understand the language. Of our... Uh, these uh, guardians of the Father of Diamonds, uh, I suppose they are big fellows, yeah? You may perhaps in due time judge that for yourselves. And so, if your questions are answered.
2: Look, then, what is this straight line running up this side of the mountain? It is so far I cannot see.
1: Two parallel lines of metal. Brass, I believe. What it's there for, I don't know. It is the track of the Sanute, which will carry ye to the rim. With the sinking of the sun behind the distant horizon, Tarzan and his friends and their strange phantom-like escort arrive abruptly at the end of the roadway. Beyond, towering several thousands of feet above the surrounding rocky plain, the almost perpendicular walls of the Mountain of Sunrise thrust their formidable black ramparts high into the darkening sky.
2: That box-like thing with the wheels of a juggernaut and the metal prow like a vessel—are we to be carried up in that?
1: Yeah, and I don't like the feel of this business. Everything's going too smooth to suit me. Uh, I would like better if we had to fight our way through.
2: Och, to mein lieber himmel!
1: Look! Look what's coming down from that cliff! Aye, Buddha, a serpent. Never have I seen such a monster as that. Sacre! And it is going to attack Hakeru! Hakeru! Above you! Look out! From the cliff wall directly above and behind Hakeru, who is well in advance of the party and their escort... A huge python-like reptile drops down upon great wide-spread wings to land on the rocky floor within a few feet of the hefty harrion. Its cold black body is over 20 feet long, 12 to 18 inches through the middle between the web-like wings. It flashes toward Hakeru. Great black coils enfold him in a crushing embrace. The long, narrow head with its dead black eyes moves back. The mouth opens, disclosing dagger-like fangs inwardly curved. Hissing loudly, the loathsome monster begins to tighten its gigantic coils about the body of the helpless man. The head stops swaying, in preparation to strike! By the gods of hair, it is a winged
2: albat! I am doomed! <laughs> Behold, my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, huh? It's the
0: Loop Creek subscription box, yeah! for an exclusive loop on surprises that you door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX
2: collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! through the Loot Gaming video game box.
0: Woohoo! the Loot Crate box. What's with kids today? Uh- you tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
1: Tarzan and the Diamond of Acher. the lava beds of Tuinbaka, Tarzan and his friends are surrounded by a shadowy band of Hesiharians, the people of the Savage Face. Akeru, leader of the troop, informs Tarzan that he and his companions are expected in the Forbidden City of Asher by Suten, Artef of Hesiharia. Nearing the foot of Tuinbaka, Akeru, who is well in the lead of the little party and its escort of skeleton-masked warriors, is attacked by a huge flying error or python. <laughs> The rebel swoops down on great bat like wings to enfold Hessie and Noble in its bone crushing coil.
2: Ah! I'm doing Shoot! It dare know, shoot! I
1: dare not shoot! That swaying head is too near Akiru! Don't shoot, Darno! Wait! As the ape man speaks, the reptilian head of the winged horror stops its swaying. Its wide fanged mouth opens, preparing to strike! In an instant, Tarzan springs his bow, puts an arrow from the quiver at his back, fits it into place. The great muscles of his arm tense as he draws the deadly shaft back to its head. An instant's pause while the keen eye gauges the distance. Then, the flying missile screams through the air to embed itself squarely between the eyes of the great serpent. The writhing, sinuous black coils tremble, struggle to retain their grip. Slowly, the hideous mass relaxes, slides to the ground, inert, dead. Hakeru lifts his arms. He turns, walks slowly back to meet Tarzan. Oh, Tarzan, man of might... Thou hast slain this death from the sky, thou and I, flying stick. Yeah, it was Tarzan all right, and but a shot, Bit of bow and arrow. He thought i good shot with a rifle, but to split a snake's skull with an arrow, mm, that pain something. The freebies on the Indian frontier of Afghanistan are known to be the world's greatest marksmen with the bow. But their best shot could not have hit such a target. There are no bones broken, Hakeru? Nay, O Tarzan. The winged monster hath harmed me not, and I, the Atan Hakeru, thank thee for my life. Thou hast preserved it. It is thine. If ever I can help thee, it shall be done. I'll remember that. And now, do we go on? I, the Sanut, there at the foot of the rails, is ready. Why, Buddha, it's a car and large enough to hold fifty men.
2: How it shines in the sun. Like burnished iron.
1: But that track leading up the mountainside is almost perpendicular. Where does the power come from to move that car? Uh, it's too much for me, Lieutenant. I don't understand it. Hakeru, do we go up in this car with you? Yes. I don't like it, Tarzan. What is it you don't like now, Larson? I ain't been afraid of anything in the jungle. But those skeleton masks, look at them. Climbing in that car without making a sound. You know, they're only masks, Larsen. You are sure. But what's under them? In due time, he of the yellow beard will see what lieth beneath the savage faces of the Hesse hair. Well, I can't say that I like the idea either, Larsen. But if we don't go up, what will we do down here, alone? Come, the warriors of the Hesse hair are waiting. Ye of the outer world, ride with Harkerian. So, moi, Margaret. This step here is yeah, high. Be yeah, careful. Know. Now, you will see yeah, yourself here, Margaret. Thank oh. you. you. are there. All
0: right.
1: May. Allo. We have the observation seat. Nice spot. Do you see, Darno? The entire car is sheathed in metal.
2: And look. From these windows, how far one can see.
1: Ah, uh, sure. Lars Larson can see his finish. Darno, these Siharians are removing their masks. What? What? Darno, Vettel.
2: They are white skinned. ...and handsome.
1: Are you satisfied, Larson? Yeah. Eh, been satisfied. Almost. Why the masks, Akero? Thou hast saved my life, O Tarzan of the Apes. But even thou mayest not speak lightly of the ancient warrior masks of the people of the Savage Face. There are few of the outer world who have ever beheld an hesse hairy continent. this the new fast, Spass, Takero, I attend like the wind. where we are moving! Nom, no, no. We are going at the speed of at least 80 kilometers. But what the devil makes the thing go? There it is, Wolf. He uses that lever to floor the car up. Not to make it go. What power is the Kota, takero at this speed? At the end of these copper rails on the rim of Tuan Baka, there is a great stone. The most ancient writings of our priests mention the stone. It has been their scores of centuries. And what name do you give to this great rock? It is called the stone which hath the power to pull. Well, I have been around this world plenty, but they never see such a stone. Well, you have very likely hit upon the answer, Larson. This stone is not of this earth. Probably it is a meteorite. We say Satom. What the English call a stone. This car being sheathed in iron is attracted by the magnetic pull of that stone up there. Hakeru breaks the car to keep it from leaving the rails. Is that not right, Hakeru? It is so, Assantone. Glistening in the sunlight like some giant prehistoric silver colored beetle, the bulky conveyance rushed up the smooth side of Duinbaka at breathtaking speed. Presently, the outline of the great meteorite can be clearly seen. Hundreds of tons of black rock balanced on the rim of the volcano. As they near the top, Akiru pulls back on the lever with all his strength. Slowly, as if reluctant to stop, the huge car quivers. The clanking wheels turn slower. The massive coach comes to a halt. The Hezheherians climb out, followed by Tarzan and his friends. They skirt the huge meteorite and approach the inner rim of the volcano. Far below them, on the floor of the crater of Thuimbaka, lies the forbidden city of share.
2: How beautiful. Like a city of green.
1: Vremon, Magra. The vegetation. The entire valley is as green. Green as a flashing emerald. What's the large building in the center of the city, Akiru? That, O Tarzan, is the sacred temple of Mar. Shu, the father of diamonds. Oh, that's me it is. Wolf. Do you see, Darno, how perfectly the city is oriented? Each street runs exactly north and south, or east and west. Our share is the city of wisdom, of happiness, content. But we tarry over long. Come, follow me. Another car. This one takes us down to the city, I suppose. If the meteorite pulled us up, how will this other car take us down against the pull of the stone? You will learn presently, Art Anton.
2: Look, there are rails completely encircling the lodestone.
1: And here comes an old fella pushing a flat car. What is that, on that? It? It's like the biggest piece of crystal I ever saw. Mm, I begin to understand. Eh, hey, moi, Tom, it is the answer to your question. You see, that must be a gigantic sheet of non-conducting quartz, or as Wolf says, crystal. Placed between the meteorite and the car, the lodestone cannot exert then its power. Et we we coast down the inside of the crater. Even so, Paul Arno. And now enter the sanute. We descend. With the speed of an arrow, the great car and its burden slides down the copper rail. All the captive party, save Tarzan, grip their wooden benches to the knuckles of their hands, show fight through taut skin. A last ear splitting shriek of the clumsy brakes and the journey to the forbidden city of mystery, our share, is ended. Without a word of command from their leader, the white-clad warriors form a hollow square around Tarzan and his companions. Come, O Tarzan of the Apes, to the temple of Machu. chu mm, a wonderfully beautiful city indeed. Et patin, magnifique. Nay, where are the inhabitants? I see no one in these streets. The populace must remain within their homes until you have audience with Souten, a tef of Hetty hair oh, See those copper plates at the street intersections down there. But uh, each one is a small death's head mask. I saw those long ago. Don't these people know how to carve anything else? I thought your Champs Elysees and Paris fine street, Donald. But it can't compare with this.
2: These strange, exhausted trees. Those rolling carpets of grass. Oh, yes, Tarzan, it is wonderful. These
1: houses behind the walls
2: they are white marble. I
1: wonder where they got it uh, That temple we are coming to ain't white marble It's black, black as the shades of Arpadon And built in the shape of a pyramid What that on top of it? See yeah. how it shines It looks like a great
2: ball of burnished copper It is
1: just that, Magara, exactly But what its object is, I do not know Tarzan of the Apes, I have made a vow to aid thee And so I shall Souten the Great is provoked Strangers be not welcome in the city of Aisha. We are sufficient unto ourselves that is why the few who know of us must share the forbidden city. Answer me, with truth upon thy tongue. Come ye here for plunder, or solely in search of your friends? We came because we believed Helen Gregory and her brother were here. For no other reason. And Tazan does not lie. It is well. I shall intercede for ye at the feet of Soutan. Look at those stores in that temple. Solid copper. And they must be twenty feet wide, and twice as high. That ain't seen. What do ye hear, strangers? Slowly, majestically, the mighty copper doors swing open, moved by some unseen force. Louder swells the minor, primitive wail, a chant of many voices. Tarzan and his friends pause. They stare into the face of Hakiru. The blood drains from the Hesihelian noble's countenance, leaving it as if cast in the mold of ivory. He turns slowly to meet the questioning gaze of Tarzan. Is the chant of death. Mahachu, the father of diamonds, demandeth the sacrifice of human blood.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
1: Tarzan and the diamond of our share. encamped near Tuimbaka, the Mountain of Sunrise, Tarzan and his friends are captured by a band of Hesiharians and proceed toward the forbidden city of Asher under their escort. Arriving at the foot of Tuimbaka, Hakiru, the leader of the Hesiharians, is rescued from the coils of a huge prehistoric python by Tarzan. In the sanute or car which is to convey the party over the volcano's rim and down into Asher, the Hesiharians remove their skeleton masks. As the captives enter the city and approach the great pyramidal temple of Ma'achu, they hear voices raised in weird chant. As he listens, the blood drains from Ha'keru's face. He turns to meet the cool, questioning gaze of Tarzan. What is it, Ha'keru? The chant of death, O Tarzan. It is sung for thee and thy companions. Ye will be offered to Machu at the beginning of the moon. But because my life is thine, I shall intercede for thee and thy friends with the Artef Suten. Come, follow me into the temple of Machu.
2: What is the matter with Wolf, Tarzan? He stares into space as though watching something.
1: Wolf? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Tarzan. I, I am coming.
2: Look, Tarzan, how those great doors open
1: before us. Ah, it must be done by machinery, eh, Tarzan? Wait, oui, Tom. You hear that dull, ratchet sound? No ten men could move those massive doors. Mm, it's been spooky in here. Those little blue lamps don't give much light, even if there have been plenty of them.
2: We are approaching another Greek, Joratan. I am. Hold ye
1: here, strangers. Ye stand before the portal of the Chamber of Fifteen and the throne of the Atep Suten. ten. Shema Atabu Tesenechem. Ah, Atep... Strangers from the outer world await thy pleasure, O Artef. You hear Tom? He repeats in English what he says in his own tongue. he has been talking to someone behind that door. Now steady. All of you. This is no worse than Opar, Part, Enter the chamber of the Council of Thirteen, O no Tarzan, and the other. As the ponderous bronze barrier slowly opens, the little party led by Hakeroo crosses the threshold. Before them spreads a vast chamber. Illuminated by countless small golden lamps giving out a blue, eerie light, a forest of mighty stone columns support a high, deeply shadowed ceiling. In the center of this immense chamber, at the edge of a deep pit, a large casket of white marble rests upon the stone floor. Beyond the great pit is a great black marble altar, supporting upon its top a glittering copper knife. On a raised platform against the far wall, reclining upon a high-backed stone seat, a man tall, black-haired, handsome, watches the approach of Tarzan and his friends with sinister, unwinking eyes. Beside him sits a woman, cold, haughty, cruelly beautiful. At a sign from Hakiru, the man and his companions halt at the foot of the dais. Because this man who calls himself Tarzan of the Apes and these others... Speak only the language of Angloland. I address thee, O Sutén, and I, Queen Tira, daughter of the sun, in their tongue. Tis well, Harkeru. Whence come these strangers? What seek they here? Let him who is their leader speak. Speak, O Tiran. We come from the jungles in search of friends whom we believe were held captive in our share. Ye come here for the same purpose that others have come. Ye covet my shu the father of diamonds. Keep your father of diamonds. You're not interested in it. So, ye think he shall be permitted to go hence from Asher as he came? Of course. Why not? Mayhap the Council of Thirteen hath other plans for ye. If Brian Gregory and his sister Helen are not here, then we'll go back to our own country. Soutan, Ataf of the Hesir, our own commands in Asher. If it be decreed. That ye return to the outer world, so ye shall. Take them away. They are to be treated as prisoners, O Suten? <laughs> Say rather as our guests. Go. Away with them. Thy word, O Suten, is law. Come, O Titan. Lead on, Akeiru. We'll follow. Well, Lieutenant, we've been in a bad fix this time. Things don't look so good, eh? But we are still alive and together. That's yeah, sure. it. But
2: for how long? Thank you, then we are almost out of this terrible place. Did you see the eyes of that woman, Atan? They made my blood run cold.
1: In that chamber across the corridor, ye shall await the decree of Sultan and his council. I shall intercede for thee and thy friends, O Tarzan. I am not worrying about that. I am thinking of our lost friends. I cannot help thee with them. But uh, here is thy chamber. Enter. I shall return soon and bring ye word from the council. Peace to thee, O Tarzan. Bien, at least we have not been separated. Nor have our weapons been taken from us. For a prison, this ain't so bad. so bad. Those stone benches
2: around the all been covered with soft-looking skins and furs.
1: And I suggest that we all lie down and rest while we can.
2: Are you not worried, Tarzan?
1: Worried? What about?
2: About what will happen to us.
1: It isn't time to worry, Margaret. They'll have to take us out of here sometime. When they do, we'll make a run for it. Wolf, you are still willing to share with me in the Father of Diamonds? That's what I'm here for. where is it? You saw the white casket beside the pit in there? Yeah, yeah. What else could be in such a casket? It is their ceremonial chamber, that great hall. It must be in there. The casket is the logical place for it. And how do you propose to get out of here and into that big hall? Leave that to me. I shall open the doors. Now lie down, but do not go to sleep. Donovetta, how do you know? Never mind how I know. By opening this door, we're probably waking the others. They must be outside with the door closed before they can follow. What are we waiting for? Look, Magra, Tano, and Larsen are dead to the world already. Why not get it over with? Hazan? Hmm. He may be asleep, but not soundly enough. What about those apes Hakelo told us about? You know, the guardian apes. To be mixed with them. It is the chance we must take if we expect to get the diamond. They are probably kept in the pit beside the casket. We must stay clear of it. Let's get started, then. If you know how to open the doors, we are wasting time. I think we can try now. No weapons other than our pistols. Rifles will be in the way. Come. Cautiously, the two men leave their couches. They advance quickly, silently to the bronze door. Toad examines the granite blocks of the wall. Presses lightly against one. The low clicking sound which accompanies the movement of these strange barriers is heard throughout the silent chamber. Larson grumbles in his slumber. Tom and Wolf stand tense, watching the apparently soundly sleeping ape man. As the heavy portal swings slowly open, they step quickly out into the dimly lit corridor. Tome presses another stone. And as the heavy barrier closes behind them with a soft metallic clang, Tarzan sits up, reaches over and lays a hand lightly on Darnell's shoulder. <laughs> Quiet. Come with me. Oh, don't do, but I No I, questions. No time now. Hurry. I am ready, but I do not say Tom or Worth. You will in a moment. Stand away from the door. Oh, gee, come on, something. Loud. Come on. They're ahead of us. Wait. There must be a stone out here to close. Ah, here it is. But we are leaving Margaret. They're all right. We'll be back before they wake up. Now hurry. We're following Tom and Wolf. Tome and Worth. Tom must have known all the time how to open these doors they thought we were asleep, they went out. I watched Tom open the door. Now there's somewhere in the council room behind this big door. But
2: what are you looking for?
1: A wall stone, lighter in color than... Here it is.
2: There
0: they are. Yes,
1: they're making, making the light Yes. Leave the door open. Now come here. Behind this pillar, it's closing them. Listen. They are now, arguing. Now, Tome, we have an understanding. We uh, split 50-50. Yes, hey, sir. No more. Magra, you and I. touch better. Now... Lift up the lid on that box. If the diamond is there, I get it. Mm, help me. It's heavy. Together, then. Now. Here. <sighs> disc of gold. But there's the diamond. Get the disc. The diamond is in the center under that lid. Lay it on the floor and pry it open with your gun barrel. With the golden disc on the floor between his knees, Wolf pries impatiently at the slot like opening in its center. Tome, contemplating the excited German's half-closed eyes stands thoughtfully fingering the butt of the gun at his hip. With a low, insane (laughs) laugh, Wolf wrenches savagely at the disc. Abruptly, it flies open. Instantly, the vast chamber is flooded with an intense, blinding glare. The eyes of the four men are glued to the great, glittering gem which lies embedded in the golden eye. Helpless beneath the sway of some superhuman power that holds them nerveless within its grip, they stand like graven images without power to speak or move. A huge, shaggy head appears above the rim of the pit behind the German... Small red, wicked eyes glitter evilly in the white glare of the diamond. A torso, huge, long-armed, short-legged, and covered with thick red hair, clambers grotesquely over the rim of the pit. Jabbering guttily through thick, slavering lips, the monstrous ape reaches out a hairy arm and paw
2: and grasps wolf by the back of the neck.
0: You are tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theatre presented by Phoenix Media.
1: Marzan and the Diamond of Archer. Their companions are apparently asleep. Tom and Wolf leave the apartment into which they have been placed at the order of King Souten. Tarzan wakens Darno and they follow. From behind a pillar in the vast council chamber, they watch. While Wolf tries madly at the golden disc which contains the father of diamonds. As the disc flies open, the huge hall is flooded with blinding white glare, which holds the four men rooted helplessly to the floor. From the rim of the pit, behind the German, a gigantic, hideous ape appears. From the monster's pendulous, slavering lips fall weird, guttural words. A hairy arm reaches out. Cruel fingers close about Wolf's neck. The huge, prehistoric simian pulls the German to him. Great, yellow pangs bury themselves deep in his throat. Muttering savagely, the brute tosses Wolf aside. The German's lifeless body drops upon the fabulous gem, pulling off the unholy brilliance of the diamond. What awful power was it that held the stars out? The glare of that diamond. As soon as wolf covered it with his body, Lee, I could move then. Then, let us see a poor wolf. Oh, look, ape is coming for you. All the you,
2: no protection. Greater! Greater!
1: Bewildered and aghast, the Frenchman sees a horrible monster swaying toward him.
2: Tarzan's to challenging
1: cry, halt the advancing brute for only a second. It's enough. The man past Garno and plays himself in the path of the hideous beast. The monster's gigantic arm darts out for the man's throat. Tarzan's left hand grasps the heavy wrist, pulls the great arm forward and down. He leaps close to the brute's side. <laughs> the brute tries to turn with him. Quick as light, Tarzan's right hand flashes up to bury his glittering knife again and again deep in the monster's side. <laughs> Bellowing with rage and pain, the ape's great hand brought to the wound. Swift as thought, Tarzan steps behind the brute, then leaps up. His left arm encircles the huge neck.
2: Gleaming redly, the ape man's knife sneaks to the hilt in the bull-like throat.
1: Oh, Tarzan, some monster. What an, an audible truth! He's not pretty, is he? Me, Tarzan, what can I say? You can tell me what became of tome, if you know. Monsieur, he has disappeared, huh? Yes. What a chance we have of finding him. Why am I? That sera bien difficile. Very difficult in this this forest of colors. I can see at least twenty corridors leading out from this hall. Wait, Tarzan. And all of them are in semi-darkness. Alor, we can at least try. But what about Wolf there? And the diamond. We'll have to leave him. And the diamond. Come on. Which one shall we choose? They all look exactly alike. This one just in front of us seems a little large and better lighted. Let's try it. Mate, have you noticed These strange blue light these little lamps give off? Not particularly, but I wish there were more of them. Ecoute! Ecoute! Someone is coming! Yes, they're coming down this corridor. There must be a sharp turn ahead there. See the reflection of the lights against the wall? And there is not a single place to hide so much, so much as one's hand. We must go back. No good retreat now. they will get to that bend before we can reach the council chamber. They probably heard the noise we made and are coming to investigate Meanwhile, Tom, released from the unholy spell of the diamond, has gained the weird half-light of a cross corridor. With the sense of being pursued by a great slavery-lipped brute, which in one frightful instant had torn the life from Wolf, he hurries deeper and deeper into the fantastic land. Presently, he rounds a bend in the corridor to come abruptly upon a pair of bronze doors. With a breath of relief, his quick-searching gaze locates the discolored stone in the wall, and, believing he is about to re-enter the quarters into which the party had been placed by Hakeru, he quickly presses the stone. As the portals swing open, Tom's astonished eyes behold a brilliantly lighted chamber furnished in barbaric magnificence. He pauses uncertainly.
2: <gasps> what
3: well, thou, oh, man think... of the outer world?
1: I beg your pardon.
3: How comest thou here to the chambers of Tirah, queen of the Heavy hair and daughter of the sun?
1: Oh, daughter of the sun, I believe that was...
3: Enter then, and speak truth. How comest thou here
1: I come from the chamber of the Great Diamond where I witnessed an attempted theft and uh, its immediate punishment. What
3: sayest thou?
2: A
1: Tarzan of the apes, the French Darno and Wolf the German attempted to steal the father of diamonds. They compelled me to accompany them against my will.
3: <laughs> and of the three, how many remain alive?
1: Wolf is dead. Killed by a horrible monster which climbed out of the pit. And the others? Are alive.
3: Alive?
1: Tarzan killed the guardian of the diamond.
3: Oh, sayest thou? Killed one of the talking apes? Hmm, verily, this Tarzan must be a tower of strength. So, thou art after all in a shape to steal the father
2: of the Nay, land.
1: nay, O queen, not I. Helen Gregory, whom we believe to be in our share, Magra, and I came here hoping to find Brian Gregory.
2: And
3: uh, this Tarzan?
1: He, Darno, Wolf, and Larson lied back there in the council chamber. They are here after the diamond.
3: And he must be powerful to vanquish a guardian ape. But tell me, stranger, this Helen Gregory, is she beautiful?
2: Mm, she is.
3: Thou art in love with her?
2: Helen Gregory? She merely pays me
1: well to aid her in her search.
3: And the other woman? She is indeed exceedingly beautiful.
1: Mm. Magra is like a daughter to me.
3: Didst thou not see the eye of Sutan appraising this Magra when thou art in a great hall? What is thy name, stranger?
1: I am Atantome.
3: Thou art a chief of warriors in thy land.
1: I have the name from my ancestors.
3: Hearken then, Atantome. Whoever entereth the chamber of the daughter of the sun, other than the king, is life is forfeit to her wish and will. I could have thee thrown to the guardian apes.
1: Yes, O oh daughter of the sun, you could do that.
3: And I shall. Unless...
1: I am at thy service, O Tyra.
3: Listen then. Thou shalt act as idea for me and all that transpires between my companions and perchance thee a tiff.
1: It shall be an honor to serve thee, my queen.
3: And if thou servest me falsely, thou shalt pay
2: with thy very life.
1: Back in the dim corridor... Tarzan and Darno cast about for some sort of hiding place. The sound of the approaching Hesseherians is now distinct. Their flashing lights near the bend in the corridor. Suddenly, Tarzan grips Darno's arm. Look, Darno. Set in the wall there. A shrine. Oui, je le vois. I see but the roof above the shrine. It's as black as night up there. But there is no way to climb. Nothing to offer a foot. Wait. One mighty leap and Tarzan's fingers grasp the projecting shrine roof. A rhythmic swing and pull, and the eighth man disappears. A moment and his muscular arms reached down out of the shadows. Stop, I'll catch you. Wait. Just in my mobile, here. they come them. Flat. Get the No, Dan, no, that? There
2: must be half a
1: hundred of them, and they are angry from the sound of their voices. Oh, if only I could understand their
2: speech.
1: They're gone. Be on our way now. Here, I'll let you down. Quick.
2: wait. Right.
1: Stand back against the wall so I won't drop on you. Now, let's hurry back to Margaret and Larson. Are you sure this is the route we took when we followed Tome and Wolf? It must be. That bend in the corridor we just made. I'm sure our quarters are on this hallway and not far. Oh, that poor Wolf. What an odd character, Tarzan. Yes, a mixture of bad and good. Too bad he had to go out that way. Oui, it was terrible. Mais, mais c'est la vie, it is life. And now we must think of ourselves. Yes, of course. i like to know just what their attempt at stealing the diamond will mean to us. But then, we can wait and watch patiently. I don't like that. I don't like it, I tell you. If I've got something to do, I want to do it and get it over with. But you're right. We'll have to wait for them to act now.
2: And... This
1: Monsieur Tome, the Akan, where did he go and where is he now? Boussab Tarzan, I simply cannot trust that man. I can't say that I do either. I can't see how it will do him any good to try to harm us. We don't want the diamonds. Monsieur Sévres, sir. True enough. But he will not try to get the gem by any such crude methods as did Wolf. Nevertheless, he is the type who will stop at nothing. There, no. That's our chamber i those doors. And, can you locate the stone which opens them? I think so. It's lighter in color. Yes. Here it is. <laughs> Larsen's awake. Press on that stone down, though it closes. Thank you, Lord. You are back, Larsen. But, but what is it, Larsen? You are... They've been half crazy waiting for you and wondering what happened to you fellas. Now it's been Margaret. Margaret? What about her? They took her away. She... She been gone.